finish. Saints Panthers, week one Sunday. This is a game and a half. I can't wait to see some of these picks, lads. I've seen some of these picks. Sweet Jesus and Nazareth, folks, if you want to have a bit of crack this weekend, watch this broadcast on Friday night because you may be laughing all the way to Mass on Sunday morning with some of the picks. Maybe on my part. Saints Panthers column. Uh, Saints only scored, what, 10 points against the Bucks last week. Jameis Winston has three interceptions. Baker Mayfield's trying to prove a point. He lost to the Giants last week and only put up with 14 points or 16 points against the Giants. Something's got to give for Carolina. The Saints need to get a win. What's your thoughts on this game on Sunday, mate? Uh, well, the Panthers have lost nine games in a row, uh, going back to last season. So Matt Rule is on a, a serious losing streak. Um, under Matt Rule, the Panthers are one and twenty-five when an opponent scores uh, seventeen points or more. One and twenty-five. All you have to get is to 17 points in the NFL in 2022, and you will almost certainly beat Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers. Um, I would imagine um, Matt Rule is not long for the NFL world, whether he ends up in the Nebraska job or maybe Nick Saban, um, you know, rescues another career and gives him an offensive assistant job, perhaps at Alabama. Um, The Panthers are also the only NFL team with not a single takeaway through the first two games. The Panthers need to get out from the Matt Rule era. They need to clean house in terms of the quarterbacks. The end of the season cannot come soon enough for the Panthers. Realistically, it is about some of their young players and bringing them on. They have some nice pieces, but without a good head coach and without um, a good quarterback, um, there were Baker Mayfield redemption tour just has not got up and running. Yeah, they'll win some games this season, but you know, the the billionaire um, in investment uh, banker or head fund manager wants to, them to be a serious powerhouse. They're not going to be that this year. They're going against the Saints team who equally st- have had their struggles. But I think the Saints have um, a serious defense. I also think they lost their way after the, the fight the other day. So I don't expect this will be a particularly pretty game. But I think the Saints have just enough with Alvin Kamara coming back and they will get the victory. Colin, there is one bright spot for the Panthers. Uh, they've set an NFL record last weekend on defence. They haven't conceded an opening drive touchdown for 19 games in a row. But that's as good as it gets, really. Yeah, and they do have some bright spots on defence. You're right. Brian Bourne's had two sacks last week. He looks like a really standout player. But they lost their main player in Reddick, you know, going to the Eagles in the offseason. That was a year's loss for them. And things haven't really improved offensively. Um, we talked about how, how they nearly won the game week one. But for three quarters of the fourth game, they were non-existent. Baker Mayfield was held in check, and he was held in check for large parts of the game last week. Couldn't couldn't deal with the pressure. He couldn't deal with players from the interior coming at him. Couldn't deal with blitzes. And he got outside a couple of times on the perimeter and was efficient in their own game. But apart from that, he did very little. And the flaws that I saw coming out of Cleveland, which and I know people said, oh, he might have a back, uh, bit of a, a standout year and he might rebound from a difficult time in Cleveland it hasn't materialised so far and I don't think it's going to materialise in this game the Saints lost the game last week 2010 and we see saw James Winston turn the ball over three times and when they did get a great play to Olavi unfortunately he fumbles at the back end of the play and that, there goes an opportunity to get right back in the game so there still has some bright spots for the Saints despite a difficult defeat and I think the Saints will take care of the ball this week take care of business and win this game 
And the, the Saints have the literally the walking wounded at quarterback. You know, James Winston's got a broken back, quite figure. I mean, quite realistically, that's the problem. Um, they did nothing against Tampa Bay. Winston looked shell. Um, their offense was putrid. The good thing for the Saints fans is their defense looked seriously legit, which they kind of needed a bounce back game after a pretty poor performance in week one against the Falcons. Let's remember the Saints only won that with a pretty amazing comeback in the fourth quarter there. Um, I still have belief that the Panthers will be greater than the sum of their parts at some point during the season. I do think Baker Mayfield can contribute. I definitely think Christian McCaffrey can contribute. But if I'm being brutally honest, I think the biggest detriment in Carolina, I hate to call out coaches, is Matt Rule. And I think uh, he is outmatched in this particular job and he's being shown up on a regular basis. Column stat, realistically, guys, says it all in terms of the state of Carolina Panther football at this point in time. Um, I do think it's going to be a bit closer. I do worry about Jameis Winston, I mean, his long-term health in relation to it. But put Taysom Hill in there, run some wildcat, give him the option to pass a couple of times. Uh, They should have more than enough as long as the Saints defense perform like they can, like they have been the last five quarters at least. So I go Saints as well. Well, that, for, for anyone listening, I just put the wrong graphic up. Or the other ones disappeared. I must have deleted it by accident. Uh, I'm like I'm I'm picking the Panthers to win this game because in week one Baker Mayfield had 235 yards passing. Granted, they, they lost the game, uh, but he was effective. He got he got them down the field, almost won the game. You can see the confidence there. The home team, the home crowd, is a massive factor in this game on Sunday. Like I don't think you can. You can't pinpoint the effectiveness of that home of that home crowd in Carolina. They have to win this game. How they didn't win last week? Well, Baker had like a hundred yards less passing, but then Christian McCaffrey, who only had like thirty or forty yards rush, and he's the bell cow. And week one, then had a hundred last week. So they need to find a mix where they can at least get to like seventy-five ish percent each, and they should be able to win a game. I think the home crowd will be a factor here. I think Matt Rule will be out by Halloween, but they'll win a game this week, and it'll be against the Saints team that, frankly. It's like watching Kirk Cousins with Jameis Winston. Suddenly to do something half decent and then to do something else. Uh, I think it'll be a tight one. I'm picking the Panthers for the crack because why not? The division they're in, anyone could win it. It's that bad because the Bucs are not special lads as it stands. Defense is good. As it stands. Cole Beasley going to the Bucs. We'll talk about that on Sunday. Um, Okay. Texans Bears. Now this is, now this is a game for the books. Um, I want to apologise to people on this broadcast on Monday night. Um, I called the the Bears trash, like the team, like the the current situation trash. They're worse than that, Colin, in my opinion. And maybe I should have been more clear. Well, they've been they've been left with a a mess. Um, Absolutely, from the the previous regime. Absolutely, and in in fairness, like um, when when I look at my own team and I, I look at the the past uh, few years and the fact that the you know the Broncos have lost more home games despite having such great home advantage teams it, it it ebbs and flows uh, and certainly the bears are are in a, a bad position they they did get that win obviously against the the 49ers to to start the the season but the bears have had 
28 passing attempts. They've had 15 completions. 15 completions. It's nearly half the next team, which is actually the the 49ers, uh, who have 28 completions. So they have as many completions as the Bears have passing attempts. The other stat that jumped out at me was that 55% of all the Bears' possessions so far this season have failed to gain a first down. So more than half the time that they have the ball, they go three and out. Talk about three and out champs. They're going up against an opponent, though, who who are only just above them because the, the Texans go t- uh, three and out on 44% of their possessions. So this could be a hard, hard slog. I went back and forth on who was the, the more likely winner in this one. Uh, I do think Lovey Smith will have a point to prove, and I think the Texans have... Um, a bend don't break defense. I also think Stingley will have learned from that, that battle with Cortland Sutton. You could actually see him improve as the, the game went on. He was learning um, things that it, he should have done. I think this could be another one where there aren't a huge number of um, points scored uh, and it could absolutely come down to a field goal. It could go either way, but I'm going to say the Texans edge it. Column says he went back and forth in this game. This one is quite clear in my mind. Um, the Bears are going to win this game. I, I look at the uh, the defense of the Texans, and in particular against the run, they gave up 177 yards in week one to the Colts. Okay, fair enough. Jonathan Taylor um, is, is a massive uh, running back there. Then they gave up 149 to the Broncos last week. And I could see a scenario where two efficient uh, running backs in which the Bears have, in fairness, they have two running backs that are quite good. David Montgomery and Clean Herbert had a really good game week one. And I think they'll just they'll lean on them too. It, a dual situation. We saw it last week with Gordon and Williams with the Broncos. I know whilst they might be better than what the Bears have, I still see, still see the same scenario. And just offensively for the Texans, Collins called out some of the scary stats that they've had, you know, in terms of how poor it is. They haven't gone beyond they haven't gone over two hundred yards um offensively in both games. Over the course of two games, they still haven't even gone over 300. I think the Bears will find a way. Roquan Smith hasn't tra- hasn't practiced today, but he's, he's still expected to be fine on Sunday. Robert Quinn had his fourth sack last week. I could see the Bears' defense. And you're talking about home field advantages, Michael, with the Panthers. Well, in fairness, the Solar Field on their day, they can be right. They can be a feisty crowd. I imagine they'll be up for it on Sunday, and they'll be two and one. And then they play the Giants next week. So either the Giants are three and one, or the Bears are going to be three and one. That's if the Giants don't win on Monday. Do you know, we were just talking about Thursday Night Football and we failed to call out, of course, the uh, appearance of Brownie the Elf on the halfway line. You know, yes, the psychotic brown leprechaun the the Browns had decided to paint on their stadium. The last time we were in Soldier Field, obviously, was week one against the 49ers where the Bears decided to turn the field into a swimming pool. And for much of this game, I'm seriously hoping that the linesmen have just, you know, the groundsmen have decided to paint lovely little pictures on the field, maybe a nice different logo at midfield or something like that to give us actually something watchable uh, because this game's going to be putrid. Uh, a lot of the performance is probably going to be putrid. There might be some good defense. I, I definitely think the Texans played the Broncos very hard and I really saw the defense last week, albeit as Brian has alluded to, there's a little bit of um, looseness, shall we say, in their run D. Um, and the Bears' defense is certainly the best part of their game. I mean... It can't be as bad as their offense, let's put it this way. If I'm being brutally honest, the two most talented players on the field are certainly on the Bears' side. Um, Justin Fields has the potential to be electric, and David Montgomery 
is a stunning running back and opportunity. But I fear that very soon we're going to be praying for his release, his freedom, just like Colin had his petition about Alan Robinson for quite a while before it eventually occurred. I don't like saying this. The Chicago Bears are very close to Ireland. The McCaskey family obviously have a great connection with Ireland and we we, we love and adore the uh, Irish and Chicago connections. But I fear that Lovey Smith is going in with revenge on his mind in terms of proving himself somewhat to Chicago. He has that Texans team playing hard, playing for him and playing well. And I fear the Bears season is going down the toilet quickly. Uh, a bit like the Jags a few years ago when they started winning one game and then lost 15 in a row. I'm not predicting 15 in a row, but in the tale of two bad teams in something that's going to be hard to watch in a very low-scoring game, I am going for the Texans in this game. I will echo that about Chicago. I, I, I love the shitty, the shitty the city. Wow, it's not going well. I love the city of Chicago. It's one of my favorite cities in the world, favorite city in America. And that's where it ends. Davis Mills has scored as many touchdowns this season, passing touchdowns, as Tom Brady. There's a stat. He has he had more passing yards in week one than Tom Brady. Do we do we keep? I'm I'm only, I'm only joking. Um, it's it's obvious they kept the Colts and the Broncos. Two offences that have not, shall we say, worked very well this season so far. Uh, and we'll not go into a different conversation. 20 points to 16 points, respectively. You know, you can only play what you're put up against on the field. And they've done well there in that sense. Davis Mills had two passing touchdowns week one. Um, no passing touchdowns last week, but still got 180-odd yards in the, on the game. The, the Bears don't have an offence. And I'm going to go as far as saying, as far as I'm concerned, they won't score a touchdown on Sunday offensively um, and for that reason I'm picking the Texans in what will probably not be a memorable game but we talked about it and we got out of the way and I hope Bears and Texans fans in, in Ireland enjoy it 